Hollow Mountain Publishing presents The Pond, book one of the Appalachian Storm series, written and performed by Diana Kilpack. Chapter 15. The Black Panther. Mom, can I talk to you for a moment? Butterflies in her stomach, Katie was pacing the small living room. She had come to the same conclusion as Sam. Her mother should be told. Her mom would have already known if she had not gone to Chicago for two weeks. Still, it was much easier telling her friends than her mom. What is it, Katie? Her mother walked into the room from the kitchen. Her hands were all muddy from the clay she had been rinsing. Katie paused. Do you want to clean up first? She knew she was stalling, but couldn't seem to help herself. Her mother walked back to the kitchen. Katie followed at a leisurely pace. She leaned up against the dividing wall between the kitchen and the living room. When she saw her mother was almost finished, she turned around and headed back towards the living room. She still had no idea how she was going to proceed. Her mother came in and sat down on the couch. The moment had finally arrived. Katie looked down at her hands. Uh, Mom, I have something I need to tell you. She paused and cleared her throat. Do you remember when all of us were at the campfire and old Elizabeth Hawk was telling that story about the great white tiger? Katie, we've been through this. We have only attended the ceremony because of our respect for Elizabeth Hawk, her mother said impatiently. Mom, please listen, Katie pleaded. She looked down at her hands. The thing is, the story Elizabeth Hawk told, the ringing of the telephone interrupted her. She wanted to grab the offensive object and throw it against the wall. Her mother reached for the cell phone, immediately checking at the caller ID. I'm sorry, Katie, I've been waiting for this call. Can I get back with you? Without waiting for a reply, her mother jumped up and headed back into the kitchen. Frustration and anger began warring in her chest, the heat filling her body. She had come so close to finally telling her. She started pacing the living room like a caged animal. Periodically, she would glance towards her mom. Mom, she could hear the anger in her voice. I turned into a great big white wolf. She watched her mother. Her mom was still talking animatedly on the phone. Mom, she said in a louder voice. I turned into a great big white wolf. The anger was building into a crescendo in her belly. She knew it would only take just a second to let go, and she would change right there in the living room. Mom, I turned into a great big white wolf. She screamed at the top of her lungs. Katie, would you keep it down? I'm on the phone. Katie let the heat flow into her limbs, making the change instantaneous. She stood in the living room, facing her mom. Look up, Mom, she thought. Just look for one second. With the eyes of a wolf, Katie watched her mother laugh, her eyes sparkling. She was so happy. In that moment, all of Katie's anger and frustration left. All of her mother's dreams were coming true. Who was she to mar it? Turning back into human form, Katie bent over to retrieve her ruined clothes. Katie, what are you doing without any clothes on? So, 
there I was, naked as a jaybird, saying, Um, Mom, I have this mole on my hip. Do you think it's cancerous? Katie stood up from the chair she was sitting in and acted out the last part of her story. No way! Sam covered her mouth with her hand as her laughter rang through the room. All three girls were sitting in the local diner. I'm telling you, it was a total disaster! Katie couldn't help chuckling through her embarrassment as Sam went into another fit of giggles. We have to come up with another plan! Because I can't go through that again. Shaking her head, Katie sipped on her soda. The air around her ears popped and sizzled. Lowering her drink, she felt a tingling sensation run up her spine. Katie reached out and touched Lizzie's hand. Do you feel that? Alarmed, Lizzie swiveled her head from Katie, then towards Sam, who was staring out the large window. What is she doing? Sam asked. Following Sam's gaze, Katie turned to look out the window. There in the snow, Candace Franklin was stripping off all her clothes. Underneath the baggy clothes were shorts and a t-shirt. She was stuffing a coat and warm clothes into an oversized duffel bag. She reached up, pulling her long blonde hair into a ponytail and fanning her face like it was a hundred degrees outside. Lizzie pointed her finger towards Candace. Isn't that the girl from Central High who keeps beating you? Ignoring Lizzie's remark, Katie stared as Candace pulled her hair into a tight bun. I don't believe it. She recognized the sign Candace was portraying all too well. Shaking her head in wonderment, she reached out with her mind. How are you feeling, Candace? Candace's head snapped up and looked directly towards them. She had a questioning look on her face. Katie was close enough to the window by then to actually see Candace's pupils start to elongate and turn more cat-like. Sam grabbed Katie's arm. She's turning right there in front of everybody. Lizzie immediately started freaking out. Run, Katie told Candace. Run, I'll catch up. Pulling away from her friends, Katie grabbed her keys and threw them towards Sam. Running for the door, Katie could see Candace was already across the street. She was heading towards the woods on the other side. Katie stopped at the edge of the woods, flipped off her shoes and undressed. Changing into wolf form, she grabbed her clothes with her mouth and followed Candace's tracks. She was amazed at how far Candace ran in such a short time. She soon came across a scent she didn't recognize. The hairs on the back of her neck began to rise. Placing her clothes on the ground, she crept cautiously forward. Candace was on the ground, rolling around in the wet snow. She seemed to be crying and screaming for help at the same time. Her voice seemed to fade in and out from human to cat, then back to human again. A black panther was slowly circling her as if it was waiting for something. Katie could smell the evil emanating from it. She didn't know what the panther planned, but she instinctively knew it wasn't good. Not wanting to wait till the panther attacked, Katie struck first when the panther's back was turned. A few things became clear. Katie was larger and heavier, which in her mind meant she could beat the black cat. She fought, acting on pure instinct. The panther was faster and knew much more about fighting. She was completely outclassed. Several times the panther could have killed her. Instead, it backed away as if giving her an out. It never occurred to her to run. 
She just got her bearings and plunged back into the fight. The fighting and snarling grew more intense. Still, she stayed, getting tired with every passing minute. Finally, she could see she was backed up against a rock and no way out. The panther went in for the kill. This is it, she thought. I'm going to die. The panther came within inches of her face, then suddenly stopped. He stared into her eyes intently, then slowly lowered his head, placing his forehead on hers. I'm sorry, Katie. The words echoed through her mind until recognition shot through her. Jackson? The panther closed his eyes, nodded in assent, turned, and ran into the woods. Stunned, Katie watched Jackson until he disappeared. Slowly getting up, Katie shook off the dirt and snow caked in her fur. Exhausted and completely confused, she slowly walked over to Candace. Her eyes kept scanning the trees where Jackson disappeared. Her cuts from the fight were starting to sting. She clenched her teeth together, resisting the urge to lick her wounds. That was just way too gross, she thought. What is happening to me? Candace's thoughts screamed. Katie turned her attention towards the snow leopard in front of her. Why is everyone turning into some kind of cat? Well, I'm a wolf, she thought in disgust. Shaking, she once again looked towards the trees where Jackson had disappeared, her confused thoughts returning to the Black Panther and Jackson. She desperately tried to reconcile the person she knew who had helped her so much to the panther's evil scent. She could still smell the scent as it clung all around her. Its pungent odor kept her tense as every cell in her body screamed the word evil to her brain. The leopard was rolling around on the ground crying as if in a lot of pain. Calm down, you're going to be all right, Katie communicated to Candace. Calm down? There's a great big wolf standing over me going to eat me. Katie rolled her eyes. I have no intention of eating you, she thought in annoyance. I'm talking to the wolf? Katie couldn't believe it, but the cries from the leopard actually went up another octave. Will you please calm down? The cries were really getting on her nerves. I need to get you indoors before you turn back into human. I'm not human? The leopard looked down at her feet, let out a screech, then toppled over in blessed silence. Katie contemplated what she should do. Eventually, she contacted Lizzie who told her both Sam and she were in the car, waiting for her to give them orders. She told them where she thought she was in relation to her house. She was going to try and get Candace there. She grabbed Candace by the scruff of her neck and slowly started dragging her home. It was hard work. A few times the leopard shuddered as if it was going to turn human. She had left her own clothes in the forest, and Candace's were shredded. She was at a loss as to what she could do if that scenario happened. Thankfully, the back of her house came into view. She reached out with her mind and was told, yes, Lizzie and Sam were waiting for her. She continued to drag the leopard to the back porch. Sam opened the door while Lizzie stood back in the kitchen. Both girls had a look of shock and awe on their features. Katie backed into the house, dragging the leopard behind her. When she pulled enough for Sam to close the door, she dropped Candace. Turning, she went into her room, changing into human form as she went. Digging through her clothes, she was mortified. She realized her clothes were dwindling to almost non-existent. 
She was going to have to buy some clothes before school started again. Returning back into the kitchen, she was surprised both girls hadn't moved. What's wrong with her? Sam asked as soon as she saw Katie. Katie shrugged. I think she just passed out. She stepped around the leopard and started rummaging through the fridge. She was always starving after she exerted herself in wolf form. Digging out some meatloaf, she popped it in the microwave. She had to restrain the urge to wolf it down cold. Finishing the meatloaf, Katie started rummaging for more food. Am I going to eat like that when I, you know, change? Who knows, Katie shrugged. Maybe you'll turn into a dainty cheetah and hardly eat a thing. I didn't mean it to sound rude. Katie looked up from the three huge sandwiches she had just made for herself. I'm sorry, Lizzie. I know you're having a hard time, but at least you're warned. Candace apparently didn't have a clue. She freaked out so badly she passed out in the snow. Come to think of it, I think I passed out when I first saw my wolf face in the mirror. Sam shuddered. Who wouldn't? Finishing up her sandwiches, Katie got up and nudged the leopard with her foot. Candace, it's time to wake up. The leopard rolled over, its feet straight in the air. Katie nudged a little harder. Candace, you need to wake up, she said a little louder. The leopard still didn't move. Katie walked to the kitchen sink and filled up a pitcher of cold water. Sam and Lizzie, seeing what Katie was about to do, ran into the living room. Walking back to the cat, she dumped the cold water on its head. Two seconds later, a screaming Candace in human form appeared. Hi, this is Diana Kilpack. If you are tired of waiting a week before the next chapter is revealed, you can always go online to AppalachianStorms.com and download the audiobook. The cost is around $10. The audiobook is also listed on Amazon's Audible. But once again, if you are enjoying this podcast, please tell your friends and family about it. And as always, until our imaginations meet again, have a great day.